Yes. Uh, segway. Track segway. That's it. Get a segway oh. with a podium on it for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did studies. They thought the standing um, works. It turns out standing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just as bad as sitting all the time. That it's the act of getting up, standing, and sitting down. The motion, moving around, is better than standing all day or sitting all day. Well, I'm going to go with. The so person. sit for half. Stand for. There stand you for go. Half. We'll, we'll, I'll stand for half. Then I'll sit for half, and then when I edit this, so I'll, that work? Stand I'll up, sit figure down, out fight, which fight, one fight, is uh, better. <laughs> Maybe. Well, but no, uh, sitting for the editing. If you, <laughs> if you force yourself to get up more during the day, like go get water, whatever, uh, you'll be healthier all over around. I mean, I put on weight. I used to be a swimmer in college. I was really fit, and now I'm a big slug because I program, right? Oh, I used to weigh like 22 pounds. I've always been when heavy. I was, I was 195, three. but I'm big. <laughs> so uh, now I'm pushing too many pounds, and it's just horrible, and I don't want to uh, be this big anymore. So stand up. Hmm. Sit down. Stand up. <laughs> and if this is a great podcast, then uh, next week everybody will be standing. Yeah. If you lose weight during this podcast. <laughs> if I drop like 20 pounds, <laughs> everybody <laughs> is going to be doing stand, it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> then we're all standing next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a countdown? Uh, I, I might be. Five, four, three, two, one. Collecting happens when we dream together. Live from the Lundy Island Lobster Boat and RV Park, Tom Schilling, proprietor, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today, episode number 170. I'm Cash. Your fingers can have fingertips, but your toes don't have toe tips. Yet you can tiptoe, but you can't tip finger. Was there supposed to be a laughter cue there? I, I didn't see the sign. Laugh, clown, laugh. <laughs> Has he told the joke yet? We're he is away. the joke. <sighs> we need the cricket sound. We have the little, uh, you know, you need I the need sound to, effects. I, need to, I have it. I just need to bring my iPad in and hook it up to the board. Yeah, you do. You knew. Oh, you I, need you to. really do. Fun. I put, I put the crit- crickets in there. Yeah, we, we don't. I don't, we don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust him to cricket himself. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. He does. He really does. This is Scott. <laughs> that's and funnier than what that's Chad it. said. <laughs> well, of course it is. And this is Mark. And when I buy my Pan American inverts, I only buy them on eBay. <laughs> oh, oh! Ouch! <laughs> we have a story about that later. Uh oh. Is it sad that I don't get these jokes sometimes? That's well, okay. I don't get this joke get, either. You'll get this one at the end of the Oh, okay. Recording. This is Greg, and I uh, did not prepare a pun again. <laughs> this is Tom, and I'll go along with Kiaz's thing here. So uh, 
If a fly is f- called a fly because it has wings, why isn't an ant called a walk? Good point. Okay, you reminded me of one. Uh, I was very young. Uh, first day at soccer, and a guy told me a joke that I've never forgot. It was very juvenile. He said, what did the fly say to the other fly? Your people's open. And that made me really, really laugh <laughs> when I was really small. And still makes me giggle today for some reason. Because it's... It's uh, funnier than what guys said. <laughs> because it's related to a fart joke and you're a guy. <laughs> and I'm your stand mistress, Dawn. Patrick writes, you guys do realize that the Tom Schilling Memorial Lobster Boat means that it's in memory of, otherwise he's passed. We have corrected this introduction. Tom <laughs> Schilling is not dead. I'm not dead yet. Bring out your dead one. Ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not he isn't. Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not fooling he's anyone. He's up, he's all well. It's merely a flesh wound. Did you know that double-stuffed Oreos are not double-stuffed? They are actually 1.86% stuffed. And that's a fun fact submitted by Evelyn. Thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> yes. Evelyn shared that with me last night. As well as you read that one, Scott. Get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, the Grands are going to be sending more comments like this oh. that they want put on the podcast. So there you go. The Grands? The Grands. Mm-hmm. Grand, My grandkids. grandkids. Oh, right. Okay. A- Evelyn is Dawn's granddaughter. Ah. Uh oh. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to give her a shout out. Her birthday's next week. She's going to be 10. You didn't give me a shout out. Mine was last week. God, I wish I was 10 again. Mine was two weeks ago, and I didn't get a shout out. Jeez. Yeah, mine's in about four weeks, so. <clears throat> Joy, I see. Happiness, laughter, and cake. <clears throat> cake. Enjoy that, do I? <laughs> now then. Happy birthday, you will have. Um, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to um, you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, happy birthday, everyone. <laughs> You know that song uh, recently was um, brought back out of copyright? It was a huge lawsuit. Uh, did you notice uh, maybe the last decade restaurants couldn't say, Happy birthday to you? Yes. They'd sing some other stupid variant of it. It's because some company bought the rights to it from another individual oh, yeah. that didn't yep. have the rights, it turns out. It's been to court many times, and now it's public domain again. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah. Yeah, look it up. It's actually convoluted and crazy how much money Is it going to the it. Supreme Court for the final decision? <laughs> I hope so. Copyright law is very strange, I guess. So, Mark, you brought it up. Go ahead, light the fuse and throw the grenade. What was the uh, inverted uh, Pan American about? Well, there was a lot that was sold on eBay multiple times that included five or six it was Pan two, American inverts. Two complete sets, yeah. 
Okay, Cash needs to sit down. Because Mark's talking up to him like this. We can't hear him in the microphone when he does. <laughs> it doesn't work. I, I, well, Mark just needs right. to talk to his mic, not to I Cash. Talk to, I want to talk to the mic, yeah. Speak so to the, speak there's, to the uh, there's recently uh, a lot on eBay that's sold multiple times that has something like six Pan American inverts. Along with, uh, what, about a million bucks worth of Confederate state stamps? Something like that. I mean, th this lot had to have been a million dollar lot, probably higher. And it sold for 6,500 bucks. Right. It had numerous uh, classics, mint classics. Yeah, this is the one that uh, if uh, people remember back about three episodes ago, uh, we talked where Irv Miller bought the same lot for $16,000, said, I'll uh, fly out to the airport and confirm the stamps and uh, hand you cash. And never heard back from the guy because obviously nobody has this sort of collection. And if you did, you wouldn't put it as a single lot on eBay. And he's just foolishness. And the guy's from France. Yeah. So somebody actually bought it? Yeah, and he called up PSE and said, there's a whole bunch of uh, PSE certs here. Uh, PS, or, and it's interesting because he called eBay, and eBay told him, yeah, we don't see any problem with this lot. And then later on, I found out why there's no problem. Is that if you had purchased this lot, and obviously you were getting ripped off, if you said, give me back my money, and he gave back the money, the, the sale is canceled. And so you don't get to put any comments up saying this is a fake seller or anything like that. It's a drawback of eBay that allows this guy to list this same lot many, many times. And the person never wins it. It's always the second high bidder that gets contacted. So just to be aware, people, if you want to buy a million bucks of stamps, find a guy and have a ball. <laughs> just try, you know, you just have to, uh, like, I, like I told the fellow, uh, you just have to anticipate getting your money back. But if you don't mind not getting your money back, then you can leave <sighs> negative feedback. Oh, yeah, there you go. The feedback system on eBay, ever since they changed it to where sellers can't actually leave a negative yeah it whatever yeah or buyers can't leave a negative on a sell uh a seller Hold can't on, leave a negative on a buyer Ugh. feedback system is so lame. what buyers can't leave negatives for sellers no you can't there's no retaliation buyer no, can, buyers can't but sellers can't leave sellers a can't leave buyers. a negative for buyers right there's right. nothing you can do a buyer yeah. can treat you like total crap and you just take it yep yeah, fun stuff. Okay, I'm back. Way to go, eBay. No, she's sitting. You're up. <laughs> yeah, you're up. Have I ever told you what I, I don't think know. Of do eBay? I sound different? No. 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 Hmm. eBay's a swap yeah. meet in the bad part of town. Yeah, yeah. Cash sounds very statuesque. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good I, one. I am outstanding in podcasts. Terrible. Yes. Okay, let's get to the main story. Yeah, is everybody ready? Nope. Are you? In your, you're not. Okay, get ready. Are you in the safe zones cuddling your comfort animal? Last chance. Here it comes. Brace yourselves. Puffin beaks are fluorescent. And we had no idea. Are you serious? Yep. 
And they're delicious. That is insane. A scientist in England has made an enlightening discovery about Atlantic puffins. Under a UV light, their bills glow like a freshly cracked glow stick. It was sort of discovered by accident, said Jimmy Dunning, the ornithologist who first saw the beaks light up. Kind of like eating snails. Totally by accident. Scorpions glow in the dark in my backyard. Walk out with a black light, scorpions everywhere. Yep. Isn't that ornithologist? Oh. What? Isn't that ornithologist rather than ornithologist? I don't know, actually. Ornithologist? Orangethologist? <laughs> a bird dude. This is a this bird, is a bird, person, bird chick. You know, living in Vegas bird is weird. We have that's, that's black widows and scorpions in all our backyards. And brown recluse, you know, the... Those are like three poisonous things for humans, like deadly spiders, <laughs> two in, in my backyard and just in the house all the time. Well, my brother was bit by a black widow this weekend. Yeah, they don't necessarily kill you, but it's like a really nasty bee sting. Yeah, it, exactly. It was really itchy. Unless you're allergic. Yeah. Oh, well, if you're allergic to peanuts, you know, you're croaking too. <clears throat> Brown recluse are in this house. I found one in my house. Have you seen what that bite can do to you? It's a necrotic thing that just dissolves yep. your skin. It's the yep. worst thing you ever want to happen. Skin, Ugh. muscle, everything. Oh God! I uh, called the, I called the exterminators to douse the house with chemicals. <laughs> yep. Take off, nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> I love that quote, <laughs> Bill Paxton. Seriously, no, that wasn't Bill Paxton. That was the uh, other leader, Aliens Two. Yeah, great movie. Or Aliens. Dunning normally works with twits, another type of bird. Jamie has been wondering if puffins had dayglow beaks. After all, crested auklets do. Troubling time in the lab, he threw off lights and shone a UV light on a puffin carcass. What happened was quite impressive, really, he said. The two yellow ridges on the puffin's bill, called the lamella and the cera, lit up like a firefly. And it does. It totally, totally glows. It's crazy. Look at it on Facebook. Yeah. And it's real fluorescence. Dunning emphasizes, something about those parts of the puffin bill is allowing that UV light to be a absorbed and readmitted as a bright glowing light. Unlike humans, birds have always known about the extra colors in the puffin bill. That's because they can see a whole other dimension of hues, said Dunning. Humans see colors that are a mixture of red, blue, and green light, while birds have a fourth color in the mix, a property called tectochromatic vision. They can see colors that we can't comprehend, Dunning said. Birds probably don't see those ridges all lit up like we do, said Dunning. It's hard to say what it looked like to them. We can't comprehend that color space. But almost certainly it's attractive to the birds. They must be able to see it. That's the only reason it would exist. There's a lot going on there. That's why it's so colorful and pretty. So he had sunglasses made for them. Yeah, yeah, he had sunglasses made for the puffins. Researchers will be able to place the glasses on the birds when they're caught for tagging and then shine the UV light at them to see if their beaks light up. <laughs> so what in the world does this have to do with stamps? Fine question. <laughs> I, I, I've been waiting patiently, I thought. I need to see this, like, puffin rave or something. <laughs> well, oops, they oops, are cute. Oops. This is a, the stamp show, right? Did I show up to the right place? <laughs> well, if... Is this puffin show here today? <laughs> well, there is. No, this, this is all comics. Is a villain the puffin, right? <laughs> oh wait, no, it's the penguin. The penguin. It's it's the, the penguin. other bird guy. <laughs> Friend, delighted, Mrs. Van Swank. 
It's charming of you to honor my humble establishment. This way, <laughs> There was a puffin on a recent United States stamp. Uh, yes, there is. Number 4737. And there's a corresponding stamp, 4737A. They differ in the, uh, in the color of the date. Uh, 4737 is the 2013 is red 4737a the 2013 is black and it has a higher catalog value slightly higher but i think it's a lot more scarce than the catalog value lets on what but is the stamp pu- look but like? is I, the I, puffin I, beak the only thing tagged on the stamp oh <laughs> that would be interesting nice unfortunately not uh, the the likely difference is uh, that they were print made by different printers i'm i'm still pushing for this uh stamp wiki with these crazy facts about all the stamps out there <laughs> i've actually set up the site and hopefully we'll talk about it later i didn't just talk i did okay cash we do have to throw one of these days you have to do another cash's correction i, I missed the chicken song <laughs> okay cash's corrections i like it that's a good name cash's corrections mm-hmm. it was a segment for a while <laughs> yeah was it really yeah yes. i stopped making yes. mistakes oh Hardly. <laughs> he didn't stop the mistakes. Oh, no, no. He stopped admitting no, no, he makes he mistakes. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the podcast. Well, since we're talking about puffins on stamps, what about Lundy Islands? The earliest recorded date for any kind of postal service based on Lundy is 3rd of March, 1887. But it was not until 1929 that a private postal service was established on Lundy. In 1928, the General Post Office closed their sub-post office on the island. Martin Coles Harmon, whose family were the last private family to own the island, initially carried the mail free of charge until to defray increasing costs and increase revenue for the island. He introduced the Lundy stamps. These were first issued on 1st November, 1929. And what was on this first issue of Lundy Island stamps? A non-glowing puffin. (laughs) (laughs) You ever shine a black light at the stamp to check that? Yeah, good point. Well, they didn't know about tagging in 1929, so I'm fairly confident that I won't have to check that one. (laughs) As private stamps, they cannot be affixed to postal items on the address side. Therefore, they were subsequently affixed to the reverse. In 1962, consent was given for Lundy stamps to be affixed to the address side of postcards as long as they were set away from the UK stamp. In 1992, this consent was given to all mail. At first, the Lundy stamp charge, or puffinage, see what they did there? Ooh. Puffinage. (laughs) Only covered the carriage of the mail between the island and the mainland. Since 1974, the Lundy Puffinage has incorporated the U.K. charge and a separate U.K. stamp. You know, standing up is really a pain in the ass. I'm going to sit down. (laughs) Didn't even make it halfway. (laughs) Well, if you sit on a nail, that's a pain in the ass, too. I know. Sitting down might be a pain in the ass. Who knows? And I know no loss of weight. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Definitely half-assed it. No, that was full-assed. Oh, did you know this I like? Mr. Harmon minted his own coins for use on the island, displaying his own head in place of that of the British monarch. Puffin coins are now quite rare, but a limited number are available through the Lundy shop as collector's items. So he issued his stamps, and then he tried to issue coins, and they said, stamps, eh, coins, nah. Since 1929, some 350 Lundy stamps have been issued, many of them now very rare and highly collectible. 
Some 40,000 pieces of mail are sent from the island every year, and Lundy is the oldest private postal service operating in the world today. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Never knew that before. Now I have to go out and find some Lundy stamps for my collection. I just like the puffinage. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so you mentioned that they used UV lights when examining the puffins. You know, we mm-hmm. used UV lighting in stamp authentication. Oh. I'll ask it again. Does the pu- puffin glow? Not on those early stamps. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I could not tell you the answer on the modern ones because I don't know. You finally found something I don't know. <laughs> I'm astonished. We should start an overprint service where we overprint with glowing beaks. <laughs> Just to be accurate. <laughs> I want an ink pad with tagging ink. Shaped like a puffin well, beak? Shaped like anything you want. But I, want an, I want an ink pad inked with ah. clear tagging ink. Do, do we lose a lot of subscribers when we talk about this stuff? Just, no, this all gets edited just, out. Just people <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> They're, eh, finally, that's it. I'm done with these jerks. <laughs> <laughs> the puffin was too much. <laughs> a beak too far. Or do we gain two for every one we lose? Ooh, puffins. <laughs> we just gathered all. We just gathered all the topical puffin collectors in the world. There you go, both of them. But. So when you're looking at a stamp under the UV light, what does it show? I mean, is well, there's there's a couple the of glowy different, bits. Yeah, the glowy bits. There's a couple of different wavelengths that are used. Um, we use a short wavelength of 365 nanometers, and that's generally used for the detection of the tagging ink which is a clear ink that glows usually green or yellow green uh, on, uh, when exposed to the light. And it, and it actually fluoresces. If you flash it with the UV light, it actually, ah. you can see the image. And that's because the ink is used in the high-speed mail sorting, and that's how they face the letters so that they all get canceled on the stamp instead of in the wrong corner. When did that start? That started in the mid-1950s. Wow, okay. And uh, so the way we check for it is we use the shortwave ultraviolet light, and then we get that. And uh, we don't flash it. We actually just shine the light on it, and it glows continuously until we turn the light off. But no residual glow afterwards? Um, there is, but it's very, very quick. Ah. And obviously it's, you know, with the mail sorting equipment, it's uh, um, very, it's computer controlled, so it's very quick and very sensitive, and it doesn't need to be on like that but when we when we do it our, our our brains don't process nearly as quickly as they used to so <laughs> oh, okay so i just thought of the coolest thing that i want see i always want these odd collections the ones with the best tagging is what you call it and put it in a light box with black lights so it just sits there on your wall glowing little stamps with little glowy things on it and you're like that's my collection <laughs> that's cool but but here's like but here's it. the thing U.S. has been very boring in tagging. Oh, they don't put like little dragons and stuff? No, really? No, but Canada did a very large stamp. I mean, it's probably like two inches tall by like four or so inches wide. And it's a blue whale stamp. And when you put a tagging light on it, the first thing you get 
is a replica-sized human scuba diver. So he's about a quarter of an inch long compared to the length of the whale. And then since blue whales are baleen feeders, the they um, eat krill. The krill are tagged so you get you get you see like it's like the the whales trying to chase the krill. Shut the front door. I yes. just found my collection. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Black light light box with crazy stamps like that. Oh absolutely. Awesome. Um, some of the modern duck hunting stamps that we have uh, have tagging in the shape in different shapes. Wait, wait, um, yeah. Seriously, is there not a collection like this already? Why don't you have a black light sitting in your? What are you guys doing? <laughs> I want to see that on the light. wall when I come we in. Have I want to see black crazy stamps on the walls with black lights. And and the funny thing is, uh, so I, right. I, I've seen the plate number reports on some of these things, and they. And and I'll I'll write them back and go um, no guys you missed a number because they actually um, they'll put uh, a little number in the plate number of with each ink used and a few years ago they started doing one in the tagging oh ink. that's cool and and so the plate number report would come out and it'd be missing a number because they never checked it, it would have like it would have like four ones and that wasn't error they you, did that on purpose but if you put the tagging but light if you on, turn the you tagging see, light on there's the fifth there's oh, the that fifth is number cool. so they missed those and uh, so yeah I, I for a couple of years in running i had to write them and tell them hey you guys need to look at these things under different lighting conditions because you're missing the correct plate number. Would a simple black light illuminate this or, or uh, fluore- fluorescent? Uh, as long it. as it includes a 365 nanometer wavelength, yes. Mm, I'll um, have to now, check my little flashlight. <laughs> I'll have one um, for checking scorpions. At well, the, the ones out here that we use for checking scorpions are, are just a little long bit wave. too far off. Ah, okay. And uh, they don't do really well. Darn. Um, but we do use a longer wavelength. Uh, to check for repairs, uh, removed cancels, and things like that uh, to assist us in finding some of those I things. I thought that was the 365. No. no. Well, I, I see a market for these light boxes with black lights in it displaying these cool stamp images. I'm going to make a few of them, put them up on eBay. Reliving the 1970s <laughs> with stamp collecting. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right next to your lava lamp. Yeah. Hey, I don't think it'd knock, be a really interesting exhibit if my... you could pull it off. Yep. Don't knock it. Both of my girls have lava lamps in their bedroom. Oh, I, I recently bought I one too. I saw I saw one for sale. I'm like, I have to. <laughs> and it turns out I read some facts on that. No one still knows. They kept it a close secret of what is in that damn lamp. Uh, the original lava lamp. No one really knows. I guess they kept it a corporate secret. Well, I think I it's suppose, Vaseline or something. I, I, I suppose you could break it open and <laughs> test, test it, it. Yeah. I guess. But why would you? It's too fun to watch. I know. <laughs> Anyway. Well, if you did that, then you could make more. Maybe. Well, I got a uh, phone call the other day about a person who had some uh, UV, or I'm sorry, tagging omitted, and they were used. And so the uh, Scott's catalog doesn't list used tagging omitted. Eh. They do? They actually do, yes. Some issues are listed as used, tagging omitted. I don't understand. Uh, well, because you can remove... Used, it's just the cancellation, right? Yes. Right. Well, there are certain chemicals that will remove the tagging on stamps. So Sometimes. It depends on what era you're talking about. Some of yeah. those inks are removable and some of them are not. Why would you want to remove it? Now, well, so you have a rare variety. Now, they use. Uh, uh, sometimes they'll use uh, paper that's actually... Im- 
Yeah. The, the yep. uh, phosphorescence is actually embedded in the paper. So it's part of the paper, paper making production, not an ink that's applied. And then what they do is if they have an area that they want to be untagged, they'll apply a, a blocking ink and it'll block the phosphorescence that's actually in the paper. So uh, tagging omitted on, on those things. Uh, and then sometimes they'll add additional tagging on top of pre-phosphored paper. Yeah. So these are all different things with the modern stamps that are lost on classic collectors. Well, the, the harsh part, the stamp that particularly he was talking about, um, it had to be mint because they wanted to make sure that the gum wasn't all cr- crudded out when, you know, you dipped it in bleach and got rid of the tagging. So they didn't list it as used because there's no way to authenticate whether there was actually ever tagging there. Now, actually, there is because there's probably still some residual tagging. You can't remove 100% of it. Well, the, the standard when you're examining any stamp for uh, a color omitted, and this is essentially uh, an omitted ink, uh, is a minimum of uh, 40x magnification. And then you have to sit there and you have to search the entire stamp little you know, bits at a time with this high power magnification and uh, and an ultraviolet light, and you have to to verify that the tagging is omitted because it's a basically an omitted color. Yeah, and it is a royal pain in the butt. It can be, especially if you have a low uh, a small aperture device to examine it with. Well, I think we've hit the. Uh petering out section oh, of the podcast. I wanted to ask a question. If oh, I do redesign the Stamp Show Here Today website, there's a lot of functionality things I'd like to put in there. Like when we're talking about this whale stamp, we would take a scan of it and put it up uh, for a visual aid to the uh, the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Things like that. Yeah. I think... Uh, oh, I like that. I think you could really, really, really have a world-class website. It's uh, a whale website. of an idea. <laughs> well, the website right now is mediocre. Please don't go there. Um, I'll probably have it redesigned. <laughs> Wait in about a week or We're two. Give me about a week website? or two. Yeah, yep. stamp show yes. here today. I'm going to uh, oh make that a world-class so website. Uh, well, I would like, you know, me and Don just went to see uh, Hollywood Babylon last weekend. Ah. <laughs> and we, you know, they show pictures. How real podcasts are done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they show how real podcasts yeah. are done? Anyway, they put up pictures, and then you could go to their website, and they reposted all those pictures on the website so when they're talking about you know isn't this funny and everybody on the podcast goes uh well we can't see it and go well go to the website i mean right now we're using facebook anybody who wants to see what we're talking about go to facebook you can see uh on stamp show here today give us a couple more weeks you can go to stamp show here today.com that's going to be the cool one we'll set up uh maybe um a place where people can suggest topics feedback uh newsletter forum we're even going to put us in swag. Great. We'll put in swag. You'll be able to buy a shirt with an awesome logo or some silly saying that oh, yeah. Cash comes up with. We are going or even to better. A tell us how Cash <laughs> on a coffee mug. <laughs> tell us how punny we are. <laughs> oh yeah, we could reproduce the stupid. I mean, the really neat puns on the website. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. The yeah. whole section on pun slinging. Yeah. Oh, we could have we could have users. Stamp give us the puns, and the best puns get used on the show. See, I never make oh, one, so like somebody could always give stamp, me one. Stamp show here today. Best dad joke site ever. <laughs> 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 no, 
Now, Wikipedia right? says UV ranges from 100 nanometers to 400 nanometers. Correct. So would the 365 be on the long side or the... No, it would be on the short side. No, so I thought... Cause I I'm thought, definitely on the long side. I thought so when you were looking... The number, the shorter, the wavelength? When we were looking to replace that bulb, we were looking for 365 in the, okay, in the bazooka. Then, then, yeah. then the long wave is 365 and the short wave is... So the 258? lower... The lower the nanometer, the shorter Are the numbers the inverted like in uh, I thought gauge? they were. I thought they were. Yeah. I am not a lighting expert. I don't know. Well, in nanometers, because the smaller number would be smaller. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to clean up all the Facebook or uh, all the social media for the site as well. So oh this is, no, we have uh, what Google Plus, Facebook, yes, Twitter. It's, yes, well, it's so dirty right now. We could set up an Instagram, uh, Pinterest because we have a lot of images to show. Yeah, this could be fun. Now uh-huh. I probably just lost half your ad, half your audience like social network. No, a lot of people are probably saying, "God, I want to not have to go on Facebook because they steal all my information." Oh, and, and, I know, Patrick's, God. and Patrick's going to be listening to those. It's about time. <laughs> did you? Read, I know, right? Did you read that crazy thing? So a, uh, uh, a military contractor, Israeli outfit, was bought by some other corporation. What they had been doing was capturing images from Facebook, pictures, and correlating them with names, building the largest facial recognition uh, library or data set in history. I heard something about facial Creepy. recognition in Facebook, and I'm like... Huh? Yeah, well, see, I, well, I don't know Facebook's API perfectly, but I think you can query a lot of that data and get the tags of the, the names to the faces. So you do that for a year or so, and you might have half the population of the planet. That's yeah. going to be absolutely awesome because I'll go do something, and the police will come arrest my <laughs> seven-year-old daughter because <laughs> that's my profile picture currently. Well, the scary thing is metadata. So that yeah. means you can be associated near something. So let's say a crime or something occurs. If you're caught on camera being in the area, then you are part of the metadata of that yes, crime. Yes, I have heard that. If you occur in multiple places where a crime occurs, even unbeknownst to you, you are now a suspect. Yeah, if if, if there were five crimes and you just happen to be in two of them, happen to be well, yeah, near near, near, near them. Word to the wise: leave your phone at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this no, this would be your face recognized yeah. by uh, facial street recognition cameras. Yeah. Street cameras, like Ebor in Florida, Ebor uh, the city has more cameras than any known city, you are literally, the minute you walk into that city, identified. Well, it's a test city, I guess, if they for get, this technology. If, if they get our Facebook side, Rutherford B. Hayes is going to really have a lot of facial recognition. <laughs> There's a lot of stamps of him on the website. Just going to see a lot of people walking around with Groucho Mark glasses on yeah. and, <laughs> and hiding their identity. <laughs> Two words, minority report. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We thought you were going to be in this area, so you're pre-arrested. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Minority report, anyone? Uh, anything else? Anybody have any? Oh, uh, Scott, why don't you plug yourself for uh, Westpex? Yep. Yeah, this is Scott from Stamp Show here today and Professional Stamp Experts. I will be attending Westpex Stamp Show at the end of April, the 26th, 27th, and 28th of April in Burlingame, California, which is just south of the San Francisco airport. I will be there all three days walking around the floor. If you see me, come on up and say hi. Uh, I'd love to have a little chat, and uh, it's always good, always fun, always happy to talk about stamps. See you there. You, <laughs> you so s- professional. You, yeah, you sounded like a yeah. commercial. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was a commercial. Oh, okay. 26th through the 28th? Or 29th? Thursday through Friday? No, no. 
26, 7, and 8, right? Free grading to the first three yes, people as slap his ass. Oh, no. 27, 8, and 9? 27, 8, and 9. Yeah, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Okay. Anything I can't else? I do that again. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. He needs to do April, that again. April 27th, 8th, and 9th. So, everybody, uh, be prepared because we are going to have a fantastic web site, right? Oh, yes. With uh, swag and merch. And what else do we want to put on there? Because Greg was talking about doing the, uh, we're talking about possibly marketplace type stuff. Oh, oh, okay. So, I am working on a project for the comic realm that you stamp guys probably wish I'd shut up about. So, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> I have a stamp version of it. Uh, the SRSA is uh, the comic book grading facilitator, whatever. But the SRSA, I figured, okay, I'll try some of this SRSA tech. What does SRSA stand for? A sign remark sketch agency. It's okay. a comic book thing. But so I decided, okay, let me test some of this technology in the stamp world since this is fun and I'm, I know uh, some stamp experts, you know, sitting down the corner from me. So um, I set up srsastamps.com. I'm going to have a wiki on there. It's already up. It's just a wireframe saying coming soon. A wiki where users can contribute their knowledge. I talked about this a couple shows back saying someone should do it. So I decided to do it. Then I set up a marketplace as well. That's a, a place where sellers can list and buyers can buy, you know, standard marketplace. I'm going to make these all free. And I'll pre-populate the marketplace with the anything greater from PSE. So you type the cert number and you'll be able to find all the content. I'm just going to experiment with this. I don't even know how to categorize the site. Like, what categories do you put for stamps? Hell, I could nail the comic one, but for stamps, I say, you know, year? I mean, how do you list it? I don't even know. So I'm going to have one of the experts here help me set that up or maybe the users. So um, that's just yeah. some little experiments to test some tech that I'm going to be using in the comic world. It might benefit you guys. might be fun. It might be lame. Maybe I get a submission or two. You yeah. never know. But the uh, stampshowheretoday.com, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a good site. Yeah. Everybody definitely needs to go there. Yeah, right now. But it, not uh, yet. It, uh, well, if you sucks. go now, it, no, go now. It's actually kind of fun. If you move your monitor a little, you might have a seizure. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see what I mean when you go look at it. So the new one, give it about a week or two. Yeah, this category should be stamps with puffins and stamps without puffins. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I want, like, yeah. crazy categorization. And whales. <laughs> puffins and whales. Puffins it, and whales. It'll be fully searchable. I'll make sure that uh, any – I don't know how to set up sellers yet, right? So, like, for example, the comic co-op marketplace that's going live, it's going live really soon. I only allow comic shop sellers to sell, so it's kind of a premier system. In the stamp world, um, I don't know how you do that. Uh, do you guys – like eBay, is eBay a free for all with stamps? Is that some guy selling out of his cardboard box in the back alley, or it's is all, it all shops? Of, yeah. all There's of a the guy from France that might be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See well, all of the it's, above. It's it's kind of like uh, well, eBay is anybody and everybody can sell, but there are dealers who are members of dealer associations and things like that that have big stores on eBay that sell. Mm -hmm. A ton of stuff. Yeah, I have 5,000 lots. See, on eBay, I, I sold comics for a long time, but you literally sometimes have the equivalent of a knife fight with one of the uh, oh, yeah. the buyers via email. Yes. So I kind of want to go to a, a little bit more upper crust, more premier system. So SRSA stamps, I'm hoping to get, maybe I'll just allow listings of uh, graded PSE stamps to begin with and see where we go from there. There, there are several several uh, sites that do just that, where it has to be graded, mostly in the coins. But you go to eBay, and you know you have a graded coin section. Well, you go to eBay, and you type in PSE graded, and it comes up with all yeah. sorts of graded well, stamps yeah, from yeah, PSE. Yeah. I'll make mine so that if you type in the cert number, it but pulls it's up not the description, the picture, all that for you. All yeah. you need to do is put a price. Yeah. Make it nice and simple, nice and easy. 
Maybe I can do some authentication with who got it graded. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. No, I'll see what the there's people... There's a lot of people that... That buy and sell immediately. That, well, that they submit stuff, and they don't want people to know that they were the submitter. Oh, okay. And then there's a lot of people who do. <laughs> yes, there are, because <laughs> Providence can be yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close. <laughs>